0: In this episode, I am joined by my sister Kay, and we're going to have a spoiler filled discussion on the second season of Supergirl. You may also spoil, of course, the first season of Supergirl, plus the first oh, five of Arrow, minus the finale, which we haven't seen yet, three of Flash, minus the finale we haven't seen yet, and. You
1: get all of, legions of uh, all Legends of All of Legends of
0: Tomorrow. There you go. And whatever else comes up. The movies. The movies, uh, other TV shows, mm-hmm. Lois and Clark, and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, let's be upfront. Are we going to veer into compare and contrast with the Marvel universe, or are we going to stick to the DC universe, or do we know? We don't know. Okay.
0: I would say one of the things that DC is doing really well is their TV universe. Yes. Specifically, the Arrowverse stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That this is is. Part of its multiverse, but not part of its universe. Yes. And they've... Which is working, because it allows Supergirl to cross over with Flash and Arrow, yet also very much stand apart and them not have to deal with aliens and and things like that as much over Mm -hmm. on uh, Flash and Arrow and whatnot. And I thought the first season on CBS of Supergirl was good. Mm -hmm. I think they were a little unclear what direction to go in with some of the characters.
1: When one of the things first season that i found frustrating was like we had superman's silhouette oh in the it was opening.
0: so well i mean the whole show was in the shadow of superman
1: yeah and i really think they did a good job of early on this season dealing with superman and stepping out of that shadow yes and no because i mean it started out feeling like a superman show
0: i mean first season we had Cat Grant in the place of Perry White. Mm-hmm. We had Jimmy Olsen as Jimmy Olsen or James Olsen.
1: That's a very good point. He is now James Olsen. He has grown up. He's not. I, well, I think Jimmy Olsen. I think kind of the gopher of the newsroom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we also
0: had uh, Lucy Lane versus Lois Lane. And we had stand-ins for the classic Superman supporting cast.
1: Not stand-ins in a bad way. Easy to compare. Analogs. and yeah, there you go. And we got a lot of that again this season,
0: but in a different way. Mm-hmm. I thought the introduction of Snapper Carr, who in the comics is the uh, teen sidekick, if you will, of the Justice League. Here, he was a hard-nosed, almost Lou Grant kind of editor and mm-hmm. stuff, and provided that Perry White kind of guidance for for
2: Kara. Uh,
1: there was also some very interesting conversations between him and James Olsen, about kind of, was the role of the media, was our role as members of the media, which do you have first, the headline or the article? Mm-hmm. Which drives which? Does the headline drive the article or the article drives the headline?
0: They had some interesting stuff there, and they could almost do a show with that kind of a na- dynamic, mm-hmm. minus Supergirl, and get a very interesting... When? I mean, it, it, I think the mistake veering off from momentarily into the powerless sitcom. Yes. The mistake I think they made there was doing it based in uh, r and D facility of Wayne Tech. Whereas, if you had done something that was set in a newsroom, yeah. I mean, imagine you're doing the nightly news somewhere, you know, WGBS or whatever, one of the the DC Universe channels, and you've got this whole thing, and at the last minute, something happens, and you've got. Every night you have to scrap whatever you prepped for. Yeah. So you get in the habit of just not prepping and winging it. Kind, I mean. Yeah. There's a lot of of stuff you could do in a superhero universe that would be fun. And a lot of it, I think, centers around the media, mm-hmm. how they portray this stuff, how they, they build the stories. And we get some of that with CatCo. Uh, We go most of the season without Cat Grant. She's there at the beginning. She's there at the end.
1: Well, I want to stay on James Olsen just long enough to say at one point I uh, hit his uh, MeCat Brooks IMDB page because I knew him from necessary roughness. Mm -hmm. And I I don't like sports, etc. But that was a show based about a football player. And I enjoyed the show. So I wanted to look him up, see what else he'd done. Well, I found out in the brief bio about him is that his mother works in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. So finding out that kind of he grew up in and around a newsroom yeah. and that he brought that firsthand knowledge into the show. I kind of wondered when his character moved from basically a layout position of making sure things looked good on the page and taking layout pages around the office up into an editorial position. If the actor might have had a little influence on the... Do you realize the great conversations we're missing out on in these scripts?
0: I hope so. I think as good as the show is, there is a... I don't want to say lack of direction. That's not quite right. But it's still finding its place in, in how to use certain characters.
1: I felt like they took the use of CatCo up a notch from last season. Mm-hmm. From last season... Where it was simply a, she has to have a day job. To this season, there was a lot going on at CatCo.
0: Well, and it was a lot of the arc of Kara finding herself. Yes. And I'm hoping that by the end of the season, where we see Kara at versus where she was at at the beginning of the series, Mm -hmm. that there's a, a definite sense of progression.
1: Well, and at the end of last season, when Kara had decided that she wanted to be a reporter, Mm -hmm. and Kat was encouraging her with that, with, you know, reporters seek the truth, they share the truth. And that was really something they pursued throughout the season. You know, when do you have enough firsthand sources and verified information that you can go to press on it?
0: Yeah. Well, and again, I think uh, Ian Gomez, I think, was the actor who did uh, Snapper, Mm. did a really good job.
1: He did, yeah. And, well, at one point when he wrote an article and he gave Kara the byline shared with him Mm -hmm. because he realized that he had been able to write the quality article he wanted because she had given him research she had done but didn't have an outlet through which at the time to get it out there.
0: She was providing the story even though she had no venue for it because it was the right thing to do because she had to do it. Yeah. And he respected that.
1: Well, and that is another, you know, going to the high level themes of the show, doing the right thing. And some shows focus on defining the right thing. This show seemed to focus more on doing the right thing, even when the consequences of it are personally devastating.
0: Yeah, that was definitely an aspect there at the end, but also touched on a lot throughout.
1: I think with Jeremiah throughout.
0: Jeremiah, I think also with Wynne and Jimmy. Yeah. Um, The whole arc there with Jimmy becoming the Guardian and stuff, it made sense. It played. It worked going back to the comic roots and stuff. But I feel at times they're never entirely sure where to go with Jimmy. Yeah. Because... He's not the sidekick. He's not the friend or just the love interest or the boss. I mean, there's they, yeah. There's a fluidity to how he's used. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but I think at some point they're going to get, now, this is who James Olsen really yeah. is and should be in the context of the show. Yeah. Because if you think back to, say, the Flash crossover of first season, they had their little hidden room. Yes. They had their, their, here's the Scooby Gang kind of a thing mm-hmm. to, to go research stuff. They were, uh, Jimmy and Wim were the tech support or whatever. Now you look at it now, that room is all but gone. It is not all, but it is gone as is her private office and whatnot. She'd gotten at the end of the of first season. You know, they typically are all hanging out at the, uh, the DEO or whatever. Which
1: moved into the top of a high-rise from their out-in-the-desert location. And on the one hand, it meant when could move into the DEO. So pulling their office, if you will, for the DEO in to a more convenient location, that I'm in favor of. Putting it in the penthouse of the high-rise and paying a target on top of it. That I was less in favor of.
0: I actually would have put a corporate name on it. That just you look at it and it's like my God, that must be the most boring building in this town.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you know, data, uh, something or other operations, or you know, uh, something to really uh, belie the, this is exciting.
1: Yeah. Well, and they acted like nobody saw people flying in and out of the building.
0: Well, clearly people did. They got invaded like four times this season.
1: <laughs> yes, and they cleaned up so quickly after each invasion.
0: Except for the balcony there at the end.
1: Well, okay.
0: They had some some fun stuff. It was not a bad set for the DEO area, but it, it became the main workplace versus uh, CatCo, which was almost like the coffee shop down the street kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they used it probably. A, it felt like as much as last season. They actually used hooligans or whatever the the coffee place was. Yeah, and again, not a knock, not a good bad. It's just it, it a different feel.
1: Well, it's interesting to me the the environments they've created in terms of we have sort of the DEO work environment, mm-hmm. and that's where you're gonna see Jean Jones. That's where you're gonna see Alex Danvers. Uh, Maggie appears there a lot quite a bit yeah but then you've got Catco and that's where you're gonna see James Olsen predominantly though he's now in of the DEO quite a bit oh and when has moved has from moved Catco from we'll to DEO I, I would
0: argue they've added a third quote-unquote workplace the fortress
1: yeah we were there quite a bit
0: and it was well used it was well done they had just enough shots sometimes as we were going in there lingering on the Legion flight ring that to have gotten through the second season and not had any Legion of Superhero appearance was a little disappointing.
1: It may be next season. That may be what we set up at the end.
0: We'll get back to the end. I don't think that's what they set up at the end, but I don't know what they set up at the end.
1: But that's what they- Oh,
0: oh, I see what you're saying. Not the final scene, but the one before it. Maybe.
1: I'm I'm thinking Monel.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that. That works. Um, this season was interesting. Out of the 22 episodes, there was the two at the beginning and the two at the end that acted not as a framing sequence, mm. but as bookends. And that's where we would get Cat Grant. That's where we got Superman. Yeah. And I really thought the way they handled Superman this season was, was really fun. Yeah. They got a, a terrific actor who could play the everybody just loved Superman aspect and did a, just an awesome Clark Kent. Yeah kind of the geekish but not too geekish not mm-hmm. the uber klutzy but can do just enough of it or just is enough klutzy or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cuz I think at one point in the the beginning of the season uh car actually asks him if he tripped on purpose or whatever and he's like no. <laughs> <laughs> so there was some some really fun stuff with that, the interaction with John Jones, the introduction of Ms. Martian.
1: That was I loved her throughout the season.
0: Uh, And, of course, mon being kind of that guest character for this season. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that'll be a standard thing, but it seems not uncommon for the different uh, Berlanti shows.
1: I think the character I found it hardest to figure out, how am I supposed to feel about this character? What are we doing with this character? Was Lena Luthor. Yeah,
0: she took over kind of, uh, it felt like, the Max Lord position of that Super rich genius you just can't trust. Yeah. But she never really betrayed Supergirl. Yeah. There were a couple of times where it definitely looked like she was going to. A couple of times she was clearly manipulated. hmm But ultimately, she came through each and every time.
1: Every time that we were given to believe she's going to betray Supergirl or Kara, we were always given to believe that only because of the Luther name. Her actions weren't really supporting that. I mean the closest you can come is she called Kara for advice, Kara couldn't take the phone call, and she ended up going into business with basically Supergirl's nemesis.
0: Monel's mother, yeah, Rhea. I think Lena Luthor needs to be a regular character next season. Yeah. Because if they drop her, it's like, well, that's awkward. Yeah. But they also would need to address she knows Kara is dating Mon-El. Yes. And Monel is is off-planet, and she's going to feel guilty about that. I don't
1: think she knows what happened to mon
0: at this point. She knew that they released the lead, and that that was going to be kind of a death sentence.
1: Exactly. She may think he's dead, is my point.
0: Either way, she's going to have massive guilt. Yes. Yes. So I think that needs to be dealt with. And I don't know what direction I would want them to take that character, because I don't like the tease if she's potentially the big bad for the season –
1: Well, I think that what they've successfully done with Wynn is something I would like to see them do with Lena because it's an important lesson for kids, which is just because mommy or daddy end up in jail or commit a crime or do something bad. You aren't
0: your relative is what it comes down to, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that is a brilliant moral to be putting into a show. Well, and
0: that also goes towards Supergirl being... A bit more of a mother hen sort of figure,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. trying to help people more so than even Superman. Yeah. And that would be fun for them to explore and to play with.
1: I think there were a lot of interesting and good moral lessons that came out through Lena in terms of just because you don't get the emotional support or the uh, support of your confidence that Mm -hmm. you need from your parents. Doesn't mean you're an idiot. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, she flat out says in, I guess, the final episode, you know, looking for and accepting validation from the first mother figure that offered it Mm -hmm. was her mistake.
0: Well, first mentor or whatever. And it was interesting Mm -hmm. because when she said that line, Lena, I was like, if Lena Luthor had somehow gotten Cat Grant as a mentor. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: What a a combination. And that actually- that would be brilliant. That would be a fun alternate timeline.
1: Well, or even if Kara just hooks them up next season mm-hmm. and gets Lena into basically the coffee clutch.
0: That would be very interesting. That would be where I'd like to see them go. Something to where Kara, as much as Supergirl, is is making the connections between people that are needed to better them and to help them move mm-hmm. forward.
1: I mean, really, the lesson of Monel throughout the season was you don't have to be taught from infancy how to be the best person possible. You can learn.
0: You can always improve yourself. Yes. You can be a better you.
1: Yeah. You can be inspired and you can act on that inspiration.
0: I would definitely like to see that because it allows the the Lena and Cat Grant, uh, those two characters, to be A constant influence, even if not always on screen.
1: Well, and I think both Alina and Kat care about Kara, but Kat Kat knows that people have been pulling fast ones trying to convince her. Kara's not Supergirl.
0: Well, I mean, she admitted at the end of the season she knew all along. Yeah. And so Kat presumably is either known all along or has figured it out at some point.
1: Well, but like they used um, Martian Manher at one point so they could have Supergirl and Kara in the office at the same time to try and convince Kat, no, you're wrong. So she knows that Kara has gone to great lengths to preserve the secret identity. So it's kind of the, okay, if that's how you want, I'll play along. It has become her attitude.
0: It may be that she's known all along because she's known who Clark is.
1: See, I, I was trying to figure out if she knew. With Clark,
0: could go either way. Okay. Um, I think Cat Grant is obviously fun to have on a regular basis. Works well as recurring. Given where they're shooting, where sh- uh, uh, Callista Flockhart lives, recurring is great. Have her show up. Have her show up, and when she shows up, it really means something.
1: She does those great mentor conversations with both Kara and
0: Supergirl. The Cat Grant character has worked out a lot better than I had thought it would originally me too and uh in a way that i want to see continue even if some of it is continuing by what we hear off you know from the off-screen adventures a lot yeah and that's one where i think lena and kat as not exclusively but predominantly off-screen characters for most of the season and when they show up they really matter in those episodes yeah uh would be the way to go and you could almost build up a little bit of Kara feels Lena's kind of stolen cat from her to a degree. Yes. But being okay with it because she needs cat yeah. as Lena's mentor, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to see them bring in a few other characters next season. Not tons and tons, but sprinkle them throughout. In other words, explore a little bit more of the the landscape of of this part of the DC multiverse. They've hinted at Batman a time or two. I would like to see the Barbara Gordon Batgirl show Mm. up,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and maybe just as Barbara Gordon with implications of Batgirl being around or something. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm trying to think who would be other ones that would be uh, be good to have in there. You know, do we have just Metropolis and Gotham in this world? Are there others, other characters and whatnot? Yeah. And trying to find a dividing line between what's there and what's. Over in the Arrow Flash universe. Uh, the crossover they did with Flash this year, the musical, was a decent episode. It was a horrible musical. So there was only like two, three numbers. Yeah. They were not bad numbers. They had some terrific singers. Yeah. But leading up to that, I had seen a couple of YouTube videos where people had put together clips of most of the cast, including some of the guest cast, singing and doing stuff in other places. And the uh, the actor who plays Wynn, terrific singer from yes. the video I saw. Uh, same with uh, Cisco from Flash and a few others. So, you know, it's not like they were uh, lacking in terms of talent. It's just the, the lack of... It, there were musical numbers in the episode, but I was expecting something more like the Buffy musical, mm-hmm. where once it kicks in, everything is a song. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, hey, I need to go down to the, the pick up my laundry. Suddenly they're singing that kind of a thing. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad episode. It was an interesting crossover. Both the heroes were at a, a not-so-great place.
1: Well, and that was the thing. It was a alien character, I guess, or a traveler from the future.
0: It was an ill-defined guest character who, he- as the music meister, but that's not who he is. That's who he was for them.
1: Yeah, but he was determined to make each of them realize how they truly felt and kind of come to an emotionally settled point before they went into kind of the battles and conflicts ahead for the rest of the season.
0: I would like to see that character come back to kind of further clarify his role Mm -hmm. Um, because I think somebody who can... Course correct them when needed. Yeah, is fun even if it's not putting them back straight on path, but sometimes deliberately getting them a little off path so they can come at the right thing from a different angle. Yeah, it's it's a fun chemistry between the Flash and Supergirl characters. I'd like to see a few more of the uh, the heroes involved in that sort of thing. The uh, the four way crossover, of course, ton of fun. Yes. Um, Supergirl not being as integral in that as. We might have hoped, but I think part of it was because of when they transitioned from CBS to CW and stuff, they hadn't really had time to kind of think through the big plan, build into the schedule for that kind of a crossover. Um, I would like to see, because they've got the characters now, I would like to see them effectively assemble almost the entire Justice League from the satellite era, because they've got so many of those characters, or at least as many as they've got. Rebuild, Red Tornado, and a few other things.
1: Well, one of the things that we noticed, I guess mostly with Arrow and Supergirl, um, but kind of across the DC shows, but it felt like they were bringing in more, I don't want to just say socially relevant, but more political issues like Supergirl was really... Not quite heavy-handed, but close to it with the immigration issue.
0: Oh, it was heavy-handed in a few places. It was well done. It was fun. It was interesting the way they chose to use Linda Carter. Yes. Both as president and as an alien.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking um, the Cadmus forced deportation episode. Yeah. For instance. But what, what disappointed me, I guess, is we get down to the end of the season uh, lena's been tricked into helping a whole fleet of daxamites arrive we've got all of these aliens that from the forced deportation episode etc we've helped
0: i would have liked to have seen and you were pointing it out as we watched the finale more of the aliens just kind of becoming visible helping yeah the earthlings
1: i wasn't seeing for instance uh Wen's girlfriend I think
0: part of that was just budget reasons.
1: Oh, and I'm sure it was. And that's the unfortunate reality of making a TV show. You have to make a budget decision somewhere. And the question comes down to, can we afford the 10 ships in the sky that truly create the fleet impression? Or can we afford the hours and hours to do makeup?
0: I guess I would like to see them have the scripts written out enough that they could shoot, knowing they would actually be able to use it During the course of the season, the reaction shots, the running down the street shots, the whatever Mm of the the various characters. Because imagine if at the end, now granted they'd still have to pay for the rights to the usage of the the actors' likenesses and stuff in the final episode. But if they could basically get to where in the finale everything really pulls together and you see all the people she's touched and and all of that.
1: If we had seen the aliens that Jimmy helped from the powering the thing up was taking mind control
0: right right right
1: okay so if we had seen them and if we had seen Fishhead, head uh lira i think is the girlfriend's name Lyra. a few of the others from the deportation episode if we had seen not even them fighting but something as simple as them picking people up and helping get them to safety yeah i've yeah. been thrilled
0: even if they were just getting chased a little, it's it's something to where-
1: No, but that's my point.
0: Well, yeah, you're right. They needed to be helping the people- Yes. and saying, no, no, this, this fear of aliens, mm-hmm. some of it grounded, okay, but mm-hmm. the rest of us are trying to help.
1: Exactly. We are with you. We are among you, but not in a bad way. We are just like you, and we are helping you. Mm-hmm. We are your neighbor's.
0: If one or two of them that could do kind of the the hiding in plain sight dropped the cloak and that turned the the people away and got Mm -hmm. them a chance to, you know, Mm -hmm. something where it was clear they're they're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're they're trying to earn their place in our society. Yeah. Um, Which are some of the other hallmarks of the season because it it covered a lot of ground. It went in a number of different directions.
1: Cadmus was the big thing for part of the season. And really the Lena's mother being willing to have lena sent to jail for her crimes and stuff i mean i think we got a glimpse into just how messed up is the luther family
0: well and lillian taking credit for things at the end yes implies the Luthor stuff is is not done Mm -hmm. which i get i'm trying to think what would be a good kind of uh adversary or whatever for next season we've done quite a bit with the the Krypton uh, background, now we've added Daxum as another planet in that solar system, which is not how it was in the comics, but yeah, fine, whatever. Um, I'd like to see, uh, certainly, the Legion, like I said, show up, and I think uh, Mon-El potentially getting diverted into the future at that point. Because mm-hmm.
1: um, he seemed to get diverted into some wormhole unexpectedly.
0: Yeah. That that would be a fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. He, he comes back... Essentially wearing kind of a trans uh, suit, which is the Legion's invisible space suit, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, See, so he'd be able to stay for a little bit, not to re- come back full time, but enough to visit and bring friends.
1: Enough to make sure Kara knows he really does love her.
0: It would make me curious as to, did Superman know that before or after, kind of, or did he facilitate it?
1: Mm, yes. Yeah.
0: He flew off at this point. Oh, you, you guys can pick him up, right? Mm-hmm. That would be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and given he already had the Legion ring, mm-hmm. he may have been told something in the past that made him... Because he didn't seem overly upset on Carr's behalf when the lead bomb thing was being... He seemed concerned, but not... This he was could trying to make sure
0: she understood this would impact Monell, mm-hmm. but not that that made it off the, the table.
1: Well, and he was the one who pointed out, mon has been on Earth a few months, exposed to our yellow sun, so he wouldn't die instantly. He'd survive for a while.
0: Well, and the way they killed off Rana with her essentially looked like turning into lead. Yeah. Um, Carrie Hatcher did a terrific job. Mm-hmm. She had a, a role that kept her involved for about a third of the season, a little over, I think.
1: Yeah. She had a much better uh, role in terms of... Amount of material and what she got to do than poor Kevin Sorbo.
0: Although him uh, showing up was fun. Yeah. I think- um,
1: He felt like a bit of a sacrificial lamb.
0: He did, but I expected those two to show up for a two-parter and be gone. Very true. So for her to be there for, what, eight episodes? Yeah. And it goes back to how the Berlanti shows tend to really respect the shows that preceded them, Mm -hmm. that they kind of paved the way for this. Yeah. So, having her on uh of course, she was Lois and Lois and Clark. they've had Dean Kane on as Jeremiah Danvers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: they
0: had last season Laura Vandevoort, who was Supergirl in Smallville
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh they had Helen Slater as uh Eliza mm-hmm. Danvers, who was supergirl in the movie.
1: Well, they're having said last season that they would have had the president on last season, but Linda Carter wasn't available, yeah. I mean, that right there I love.:
0: And again, great use of her. Well mm-hmm. she was also awesome in Sky High. Yes. Not to mention, of course, being Wonder Woman back in the '70s. So I'm curious what other actors that uh, across the different shows they'll kind of you know, cherry pick mm-hmm. for, for a couple of roles. Um, and I'm also trying to think what other almost iconic supergirl sort of characters would be fun to pull in. Mm. Because I like how she can stand on her own. Certainly, I want to see Superman come back multiple times next season. Yeah. And I would love for them to, in addition to doing a crossover with the other shows, I'd like to see them do like a two or three-parter as if it were a crossover with the Legion being kind of that other show it's crossing over with. Yeah. I mean, imagine if instead of 22 episodes, they do a 23rd. And that 23rd is billed as if it's a Legion of Superheroes show. Mm-hmm. Its own credits, she's guest star, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Just just for the humor value.
1: I stand by Uh, with uh, Legends of Tomorrow. My favorite opening uh, credits thing was the one Mick Rory did. Yeah.
0: Seeing some of the standard stuff just from a different angle.
1: Yeah. And for that
0: matter, doing an episode that's almost, I don't say exclusively from like Wynn's perspective or something.
1: You know, I think bringing Wynn in over at the DEO was really great use, both of his mind, his skills, but also of the character. I think Jimmy kind of finding his way, wanting to be more than just a photographer, more than just part of the media, wanting to feel a tangible sense of helping.
0: Well, it's almost like that's starting to become the de facto theme of the series mm-hmm. is coming out of the shadow.
1: It's a combination of coming out of the shadow, but also very much a a civic and civil service ethic, a what, wanting to help others.
0: Yeah, just because there are others around you doing great things doesn't mean you can't do it too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and Supergirl coming out of Superman's shadow, Jimmy coming out of the shadow of that, and Clark mm-hmm. and Cat, and so forth. Yeah, uh, Monel. Out of the shadow of his parents and stuff yep. like that. And really kind of turning their lives around and win out of his father's shadow.
1: Well, but you've also got a lot of great team dynamics. You know, I complain about some of the shows feeling like the solo hero is suddenly a team show. Supergirl is very much out there on her own. And yet, you know, she has a support system. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to go do what she wants to do, whether the DEO is on board or not. She may be the solo hero, but she's not a solo character. Exactly. She's
0: inherently more social.
1: Well, but also having her sister at the DEO, yeah. you know, gives her that very interesting family tie to it. And her sister knows, I can call her in anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And my sister will be there for me. So they've got some very very well-defined and very intense family dynamics in that sense well and
0: bringing in the maggie sawyer character yes for uh alex to be dating Mm -hmm. it's a character known from the the superman shows uh also the gotham or the comics i mean so from the comics as well both the the metropolis and the gotham stuff but it plays up the family dynamic and stuff
1: i loved when they brought eliza in on that and she just hugged her and said i i always knew you'd tell me when you were ready Mm -hmm.
0: well and again that fear of do i measure up or whatnot is something that comes across the whole thing yeah and other people's it's like you may not have realized this but we knew this about you all along
1: yeah well and there's also with alex very much a i may be the older sister but i've been in the younger sister's shadow Because I've been trying to protect her, to watch out for her, and to to support her Mm -hmm. for so long. Well, and they uh, had brought in someone from a, uh, basically a a flashback clip from childhood that we'd seen in first season. Who's, yeah, everybody else believed that, oh yeah, that was just adrenaline story. Which I thought was kind of interesting.
0: It was. It's nice seeing a little bit of the the flashback to the. The childhood and such.
1: Well, but it was also a not everybody back home was oblivious to what was going on with her. But also there at the end of that episode, they gave that guy's father a chance to step up as a father.
0: It would be interesting to do a flashback when she's kind of first getting there and and adjusting Mm -hmm. to being with the Danvers and seeing Clark. Yeah. Because I think uh, it would be fun to see Clark and Jeremiah... You know, she's got to do this. You know, how, how do you yeah. assimilate somebody who's grown up Kryptonian to become mm-hmm. an Earthling or whatnot? Um, yeah. And getting, again, some of that assimilation stuff with Monel this season, uh, a bit with Magan.
1: Well, and with Monel, it was very interesting because he came from such a different culture. And it was taking him a while to understand, but why should I want to be part of this culture?
0: Yeah, he... he- the frat boy aspect of Monel didn't didn't really win me over. The character I think grew over the course of the mm-hmm. season. Um, and if he comes when even when he comes back, uh, one, I like the legion thing, but I'd like it to be a little bit of time mm-hmm. so he's really become Monel the hero.
1: How's a thousand years striking?
0: Well, no he'll be a thousand years in the future, but he needs to have had at least a year or two of
1: his time. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, a little time to have become the person he thought he could be. Having had Kara inspire him. The
0: the hero worthy of her. Yeah. Do you think we'll get the, uh, the bar next season? No. I think it's kind of played out. Yeah. I don't know what they would replace that with, but I don't feel the need for them to, to bring it back.
1: The bar was interesting in so much as it was kind of an underground place where aliens congregated. And actually what I'd like to see is a restaurant. That has kind of a not a a specifically like chinese Mexican specifically ethnic restaurant, but a restaurant that kind of caters to the galactic tastes
0: well, something that is reminiscent that that is uh, the metaphorical melting pot, yeah um I think the bar served a purpose in terms of furthering relationships for certainly Alex and Maggie. Certainly uh, John and uh, Magan, Ms. Martian, uh, Wynn and Lyra. Mm -hmm. But I... uh,
1: The concept of the bar to me was this is a place where no one gets stared at. Yeah. And if they could take it from, you no longer have to go to a behind closed door speakeasy.
0: I, I want to see it turned from something that's like a passive place to go hide. Exactly. To a little bit more proactive outreach.
1: And maybe a community center. Yeah. That was one of the things I always loved in the old MacGyver TV show. MacGyver was always volunteering at the local boys and girls club, this community mm-hmm. center, that community center. And showing the power of outreach.
0: That actually would be a very interesting thing to do, is it's a community resource center. And it turns out that maybe some of these aliens what they need for sustenance is you know would clear out toxic things and yeah you know as- asbestos or you know whatever it would be sort yeah. of a, uh they could do a c- civic duty and it helps them to kind of a win-win sort of thing yeah uh windshot being excluded from that no no pun intended it's a fun show it's got its own vibe that's different from the flash arrow and legends of tomorrow stuff that makes it being its own universe work mm-hmm. if they ever do a crisis they could fold it in but i'm in no rush for that I do want to see this world explored a little bit more beyond just National City, maybe a visit to Metropolis next season.
1: I was trying to remember if we went there ever so briefly uh, when we had Superman and the various battles early in the season. I can't recall.
0: I thought they had stayed in, in uh, National City. Like I said, I want to see them bring in a few other characters. Uh, they've hinted at the Batman stuff. I don't know how far into that they can reach, but it'd be nice to bring not Batman himself, mm. but you know, Nightwing or some of these other characters perhaps. Um to yeah. firmly root Gotham is here in this this universe.
1: I was actually thinking it would amuse me if Commissioner Gordon was getting a tour of the DEO and kind of part of some uh, law enforcement seminar.
0: It would be fun, particularly if they treated Gotham as that's in the past. So an older Ben McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think, would be a tough sell because you're crossing production companies, networks, etc. But it'd be interesting also, can they pull in anything from the Wonder Woman stuff? And how much can't they do because of the movies? Yeah. I hope that's not too big of a deal because they're building up a really fun universe and multiverse here. They are. And I'd like to start seeing them start to bring in a little bit more and, I don't want to say do backdoor pilots, but almost, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, find some other characters that could potentially be their own series, and between here, Flash, Arrow, Legends, test the waters. See what works, see what doesn't.
1: Honestly, I think your idea of a uh, CatCo show could work. Mm-hmm. Because really just the concept of people trying to report on the super happenings.
0: Well, I mean, just imagine somebody who's the equivalent of a war correspondent yeah. But they follow the heroes. Yeah. So I mean that would be a, a fun show. Um, the trick would be to find just the right angle on it to make it work. Yeah. Because I think you could definitely do the nightly news sitcom approach, but I think you could also do a hard-hitting journalism sort of uh, one-hour drama sort of a thing.
1: Well, uh, the CatCo magazine seemed to come out like once a week which was part of where at one point Kara was getting very upset with, but this is timely news. They need it now. Yet
0: this season it seemed to be a bit more timely than that because they were always working on the next
1: deadline. That's true in any publication, though.
0: I got the impression the stuff with Snapper was more, this goes up tomorrow.
1: See, and I couldn't tell how much of that was website because every magazine now has a website. That could be. Versus also doing the print magazine.
0: I want to see them further the journalism aspect of the show. yeah. I'm just – the show has room for growth, mm-hmm. and it's not that it's particularly missing something, but I think there is something to be added to it that really would make it solidify even more than it has. Yeah. Because, again, they're they're always kind of still finding their way around, well, how do we use this character, and a little bit like that.
1: Well, when you and Sam do your uh, year-end, or season-end season end numbers, numbers yeah. I'll be curious – how Supergirl did on CW this year versus CBS last year. Because I personally would think anyone who watched it on CBS followed it to CW.
0: I think there's certainly a, a large contingent that would. But I'm more curious where it ranks across the other shows.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Because I'm getting a sense that some people are a little over The Flash because it's like they're, they're going over similar ground season to season to season. Arrow's a little ways in, but those two are kind of up there at the top. I think this would do, Supergirl would do better than Legends of Tomorrow. Don't know. Next season, we're going to have Black Lightning in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I'm curious where Riverdale ranks with all of those. Yeah. Very different kind of a show, of course. Yes. But I think we've certainly gotten to the point where superheroes are not only accepted, they're one of the main genres on television right now. Yeah. They've kind of taken over the police procedural.
1: Well, I had the ex the sorry, the impression when Supergirl first got announced as being a CBS show that the assumption was more people watch CBS than watch C W. So it was guaranteed higher ratings by being on CBS than if it was on CW. Which is why I'm wondering how reality played out versus those assumptions and expectations
0: it may also be what is the reach of the cw versus the reach of cbs very true but it'll be interesting to to learn that from sam because with this next season there's going to be cbs there's going to be cw and there's going to be that cbs all access streaming stuff yes because that's where star trek discovery is going to be and the whole streaming thing starts to become a uh bigger thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just Netflix or whatever, but next series season, we're potentially going to get a third season of Young Justice, which Miss uh character kind of uh, came... I think she originated there. I could be wrong on that. She may have originated in the comics first. Anyways, but then also a Titans series. Mm. And somewhere we're getting a Krypton series, which is uh, Jor-El's parents or whatever, the grandparents of Superman.
1: That's right. I forgot about that.
0: And... Krypton's interesting. Don't know that we really need that kind of a sci-fi series.
1: Well, but I think some people are saying that that is worth doing because people want to know why did Krypton get destroyed? And in this age of global warming and we're destroying our planet, they're hoping it'll resonate on that level.
0: It's funny because as potentially fun as that kind of ecological aspect would be, there's a part of me that would almost rather have a how do they solve crime on Krypton? Mm. Because clearly none of that trickled down. Yeah. And how could it? There was a knowledge gap or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, do we ever see the Nightwing and Flamebird, the Batman and Robin of Krypton? Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of, of material to take from the comics in doing Krypton. But for me, it's...
1: Well, I think the people who tune into Krypton are immediately going to want to know where are the flying people with the uh, heat vision.
0: Or why don't we recognize any of the names, jor just this baby. Yeah. You know, it's-
1: Where are the people in the tights with the capes?
0: To me, it's taking a premise and saying it's the story. Yeah. It could work. Hopefully, it'll be fun. But for me, I much more prefer the Supergirl and the, the various shows we're getting. hmm So I want to see where they go with this. I thought it was a good season. I thought it was a good follow-on to the first season. Uh, it made the transition both up to Canada and over to the CW, I thought, well. Mm-hmm. They've done a good job kind of expanding out on uh, the characters they have in play. I do want to see them bring back Red Tornado and a few others.
1: I thought they uh, kind of improved or, I don't want to say humanized, but made the Hank Henshaw slash Jean Jones character more approachable.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely, I think they, they humanized him a bit. Um, martianized. Martianized. Uh. <laughs> Even white martianized. <laughs> There were a few things that I was expecting a little more payoff than we got, like with the Magon story, but her coming back with some White Martians was the start of that. That seems like a thread to continue next season.
1: Well, and her pointing out, I'm not the only one with regrets, etc. Yeah. That that was kind of nice.
0: It, it, they've got a number of, of character arcs that are continuing and lead into obvious things they can do next season that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's not like it ended with a, a finale- that that's just kind of a, a clean cut and they could start anywhere next season or one that's such a cliffhanger that they have to deal with it next season uh, they, they had a cleaner end this time than last time
1: well last time a shuttle crashed on earth and we went and approached it with the hmm who's in here this time we launched a shuttle into space 35 years ago
0: Well you're right they've got the shuttle coming and going <laughs> the one going with Monel, I think that leads into the, like you said, the Legion of Superheroes. Hopefully, the one from Krypton coming. I thought that was uh, that was a bad move.
1: I didn't care for that. It confused me on multiple levels. It left 35 years ago. It's a long journey.
0: Well, and we don't need to start every season with a, a shuttle crashing from Krypton. Yeah, it, it gets redundant. Yeah, and I think that's problematic. Yeah, they've they've got one or two things. I, I think they could tighten up on the writing in that respect. Um, but we'll see where they go. I'm I'm looking forward to next season. Uh, hopefully, we'll get again some really good arcs with the characters. We'll get some Superman stuff. We'll get a good crossover or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll see what they do. Yeah. So anything else? Does that pretty much do it?
1: I think that does it.
0: Cool.